2: from the fountain of knowledge there's lizard people everywhere <laughs> that's some interdimensional <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> wake up aaron
0: this is only the beginning
2: dude
3: you just blew my mind are you ready to get your mind blown?
2: and welcome to tinfoil hat you know who i am you know i'm here to do i'm here to Rock. Man, you got slow on that one. Joining uh, me as always is my good friend, uh, my partner in crime, uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, the man, the myth, the legend, Xavier Guerrero, XG in the place to be. What's up? What's up, brother? And then on the ones and twos, Johnny the intern, everybody. <laughs> Johnny Woodard, everybody. Fuck you very much. Hey, thank you, dude, <laughs> for joining uh, us on another exciting show. I mean, we're just doing nothing but hitters on the show lately, and uh, today's episode will be no different than that. Uh, a lot of you guys love the Patreon. I, got, I apologize I haven't put up an, ep- an episode in a, uh, a week and a half due to some babies showing up. Don't worry. <laughs> in two weeks, they better have jobs or else they're out. You know what I'm saying? Get to work, babies. All right, so uh, I'm you I'm gonna put some uh, Patreons out this week. Uh, just go to Patreon.com/backslash/TinfallHat. You're I'm, when I'm when I'm set and ready, I'm putting out two or three episodes on that. Uh, getting you more bang for your buck. You love the show, support the show by doing, going to uh, TinfallHatTshirts.com. Every road show we do, we do a special T-shirt for that road show. You can find those T-shirts at T-shirts.com And finally, uh, I'm on, uh, what's that called? Uh, Cameo. I'm banging out personals for everybody. So go to Cameo and uh, grab those and I'll give you a shout out. And I do nice long ones for you too. So that's great. Did I miss anything at all? Oh yeah, real quick. uh, April 11th is going to be the next tinfoil hat. I know it's like two months away, but the next tinfoil hat is April 11th. Uh, XG, Eddie Bravo, myself... Uh, I'm going to be adding some more content. Maybe we can get Johnny to go up and do a stand-up spot. That'd be a lot of fun. It's time to bust that cherry, homeboy. Bring your lady. Have her see you rock, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sabotage is what you're describing. No, we're
2: not. Dude, why don't I want you to get laid? The more you get laid, the happier you are. It's I've worked. never I've never thought that you wanted me to be happy. I dude, I'd watch if you'd let me, honestly. <laughs> That's how much I want you to get laid, dude. But uh maybe giant will go up and then what we're doing now is we're gonna start adding podcast after so you're gonna see a live stand up with all those people and then after that anomaly will be joining us live on stage and we'll be doing a live podcast for all you unsuspecting fools so come hang out uh that's gonna be at the rec room those tickets should be up go to rec room.com it's in huntington beach uh, it's always fun, it's a great stage next to an arcade and I get lost and I'm walking around by myself through an arcade, nothing's creepier than a 47-year-old man by himself in an arcade, okay? Uh, and I think that's it, did I oh, miss Oh, Don't it?
1: forget to go to Broken Simulation, this is where you can find the shit at.
2: Okay guys, you guys want these episodes, man? We put them out there first because we have to establish somewhere before YouTube wipes us out. All the new episodes go to BrokenSimulation.com And you'll find them there. And I put them there for a couple weeks. And then I'll bring them to YouTube later because I just have to establish this place because they're coming after all of us, dude. They're just wiping people out for for no reason. So go check that out. And real quick, we did at the end of last show, but I want to do it on this show. Uh, Our good friend, 2 Max uh excuse yeah two max yeah, right yeah, yeah. two max is uh ha- is having some health problems you know he's one of the first of uh in my book one of my uh favorite rappers uh came on talked with us about the whole thing so if you can go he's got a uh a, a a go, a fund go fund me. me what is the exact address looking it up right now it, it is
1: two max a uh, go fund me at two max la the two ma- number two
2: M-E-X-L-A. So gofundme.com backslash two Mex L A. Help him out. He's having some health problems. He needs us to step up. So I hope the swarm shows up and shows that man some love. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at listen, Blue Chew, okay? That's right, brother. Blue Chew. Guess what? I just had two kids. How'd that happen? <laughs> You got it. Blue Chew, brother. Triple E's in it to win it, okay? I am uh, very excited about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the first and only uh, 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 chewable, not only but the best, chewable men's enhancement pill out there. And listen, it's really easy. You go to bluechew.com. You use the promo code TINFOILHAT, okay? And that's going to get you your first shipment for free, okay? Just to try it out. That's how nice they are. I like to chew blue chew. Sometimes I like to take it, smash it up, cut it up, and gag that thing because it goes real quick, dude. It's got all the same stuff as Cialis and Viagra, but none of the BS, okay? Are you tired of going to gas stations, dude, and getting Rhino 100K? I don't even know what 100K is. I'm taking Because I just had a pregnant chick who wanted to have sex all the time, and then she just scared. You ever had, tried to have angry, scared sex? Have you ever tried to have scared sex? It is. Not easy when an angry pregnant chick is like, give me, right? right. It's scary, dude. So I, had, I was trying to take these rhinos 100K, didn't help, you know, help, Blue Chew. And I knocked it out, and I soothed the beast, okay? And now we have two loving baby girls, thanks to our good friends at Blue Chew, dude. It's real simple. You go to Blue Chew, you go online, you answer their questions for their pharmacist, and bam, you get an online prescription and it's ready to rock. Mailed right to you. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. No one's gonna know gonna go. Hey, dude, what you Soothe, Soothe the beast. Soothe the beast, brother. You got some ladies out there? You got, huh? They got some frisky beavers? Soothe the beast with our good friends at. Blue Chew. We love them. Hopefully they'll enjoy that read or I'm going to get yelled at. Either way, I love Blue Chew. They're one of our top sponsors. Thank you so much, Blue Chew, for being one of uh, the help grow the show. Because without you, who knows, we'd be doing this show at Johnny's house with his girlfriend watching, (coughs) wondering when we're going to move out. With no boners. With no, with no, dude, I, I, I wouldn't say that. You might have some boners in my place. Uh, I, mean, I am young, yeah. Sam I gotta would me be honest no with you, dude. I gotta be honest with you, dude. I don't know how I could ever do the show without a rock hard boner, you know. And uh, this is how we go, sweet <laughs> man. <Mary. laughs> Thank you, too, <dude. laughs> guys. I love that's right. Right now, special deal for our listeners, visit com. get your first shipment free, use the promo code <laughs> hat, and then just pay five bucks after that. That's com. It's that easy, and that's. The Reeds, brother, thank you for listening to those because without those, this isn't possible. Guys, um, the show's been cooking with gas, you know, and we're blessed to have the best of the best come on. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The last time I did a show with these two guys, it always, it, it, the, uh, it always changes the way I think about the world we live in. And that is like, I mean, I learned talking to these guys last time, what is up is really down. And there's been this giant, you know, purposeful okay anyways you know what i'm saying purposeful yeah there we go uh movement to just give us nothing but misinformation so we don't know what's really going on in this world and luckily these two <coughs> gentlemen are two guys that uh who do deep dives on this and kind of can help us you know navigate the murky waters that is the ancient knowledge. Uh, joining us, he's a regular on my Patreon, and he's a good friend of mine. He's done live Tim Fall hats. He's from the Conspiracy Forum, Jeffrey Wilson. Everybody,
0: greetings, salutations, man. Thanks for having me on, and thank you Happy for New Year, in. and thank you, and. Uh, Welcome to fatherhood, my friend. Hey,
2: I'm so excited, dude. I I can do I can do the butt wipings. I can do the vajayjay wipings. I can do the feeding. I hate the burping, and well, that's a whole nother show. So burping only, is
0: only just begun, my it's friend. It's only, only
2: just, begun. just begun. This next gentleman is uh, just I mean, talk about blowing minds. I mean, I've never met one man who's done done more research but less. Decorating on his wall in his life than, <laughs> than this guy. I mean, my God, last time we saw you had no painting. Now, a year and a half later, you have one painting. And I think that means you're steady as you go, brother. Okay. You're in no hurry. You don't need a bunch of black velvet paintings of Jesus and Elvis. Not this guy. He's just got pictures of Utah behind him. Ah, uh, he's an ancient history researcher and writer. His website is stageoftime.com. Welcome back one of the best to do it out there, my friend and yours, Matt LaCroix. How are you, brother?
3: Hey, Sam, it's great to be back again here, and it's awesome to be here with you too, Jeffrey. We always have a nice uh, you know, little back and forth, trying to figure out, like Sam said, navigating these murky wires to try to understand what the truth is. Perfect. And by the way, Sam, congr- uh, congratulations, by the way.
2: Thank you, dude. I'm very excited. Ghost and Ninja are both healthy, wealthy, mm-hmm. and wise, and I cannot complain. I'm very excited. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, I don't want to get too dirty, but I just having kids, it's unbelievable how many texts you get. Uh, are you sure they're yours? That's like out the gate. That's the first text you get. Are you are you sure they're yours? Yeah, I'm sure they're mine. Okay? Don't get me wrong. If they came out black, I'd be like, ow, and i just run. you say, bing, 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 and then you'd see like... The, the okay anyways the point it is it
1: must be a white thing the, well mexicans always get asked is that yours always yeah yeah well
2: i get it they're it, it, sluts yeah. Some mexican chicks are sluts is that yours dude that's rude matt doesn't appreciate that language it doesn't probably. matter listen and, and if they're sluts they should try bluetooth use the promo code 10 <laughs> <for all high. laughs> matt what have you been up to since we last talked i mean you've been around the you've been doing
3: amazing things what's new so last time we talked was actually nine months ago. So that's that's a pretty good amount of time. And in that time, I finalized and uh, released with the help of Jeffrey Wilson, who was on my release day, um, the latest book I wrote called uh, The Stage of Time, which you mentioned about the website. And that was a compilation of all of the years that I've been researching. And, you know, when we were, had to those three-part um shows before the first three podcasts yeah, with we talked eagle, about the eagle the
2: serpent ancient, ancient yeah. knowledge you just changed the way i looked at everything dude i now Thanks. do when I, I take really pictures i put out this this is my thing and that's serpents when i take pictures you know everybody has they're kind of like you know uh dane cook had super finger. i have serpents this is my thing so when i take pictures i throw out serpents because it's serpents versus eagles and uh I, i've to- it's changed the paradigm the paradigm in my head and how I think about everything
3: that's amazing that's it's really um it's quite an honor to actually to change someone's <clears throat> perspective about things in reality like that and, and how we perceive all of these symbols and things that have happened in our past so I really appreciate that Sam
2: well I'm happy you know you're uh you're we talked nine months ago I just had a kid maybe your episode was so <laughs> exciting that I said you know what I'm ready to bring some more knowledge to some more people let's make some more knowledge so Matt what do Let's you do yeah dude congratulations dude you are like Thanks one of said. those you're like uh you're like one of those crooners that everybody makes love to dude your knowledge is so good that everyone just <laughs> turns on your podcast and makes love to the <laughs> ladies as you talk about eagle versus serpent so where do you want to start matt well where would you i like to just sit back and kind of hear what you have to say where would you like to start on today's episode
3: all right, so last time we covered um, this inversion of you know, these symbols across the world, this eagle versus serpent. We talked a lot about the Americas and the conquering of the Americas. Mm-hmm. And I think today what I, I want to focus on is, uh, and, and Jeffrey Wilson and I have been discussing this and, and really trying to coordinate how we want to approach this, but the, the broader idea of archaeological wars and I think in, in the, the, de- the deception and hiding of the ancient past <clears throat> And I think that's going to be something right up your alley because you know all about, you know, the things that occurred in Iraq and all these lies that we were fed about, you know, why they were just ransacking the Iraqi museum right after all Mm -hmm. these things were disappearing.
2: Yeah, so we're
3: so what we're going to do today is um, we're going to we're going to discuss Iraq, Syria and Iran. We're going to try to bring this whole thing in because really this is the heart of the ancient world.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, if I may interject before he goes please off, do, I mean, this please. is so beautiful about the timeline of all of this. Like Sam, like you and I with our show, our shows, it's more modern days of deconstructing these false narratives. And what Matthew does, he goes back hundreds of thousands into antiquity to deconstruct these false narratives. So the crazy thing is nothing is new under the sun. And here we are deconstructing these false narratives with with the implications that are just way huger than I think people
2: realize. Go ahead, Matt. I agree with, and uh, you know what, Matt? <clears throat> the more and more <clears throat> I study this stuff, <clears throat> sorry, everybody, my apologies. The more and more I study this stuff, the more and more I think the, the whole thing about oil and we're in the Middle East about oil is all just BS to just be like, uh, it's just a cover, and <clears throat> that they're just trying to go in there and they're just trying to get all the ancient knowledge all the ancient, like, ritual tribal areas that Mesopotamia was, you know, when you, you know, your your, your whole thing on the Anunnaki blew my mind. I'm trying to, you know, I, I really, after talking to you, I, I do believe that there's an Anunnaki out there. I'm just trying to fit that into simulation and multiple yeah. dimensions and all that stuff and how mm-hmm. that can all work. But, you know, Mesopotamia, and that's just that whole area is just ancient knowledge and that's you know when we talk about and we're gonna get into it when they go in and the first thing they do is they they, they, you know they're not going after nuclear weapons they're going after museums and in iraq like why are they doing that because they're there for the ancient knowledge and that's 100 percent. i believe the real reason they're behind everything else is uh uh, you know there's some business stuff but that's secondary to just controlling what the truth is out there and uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, guys. Well, and, and
0: before Matt goes off again, we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it because just as the Library of Antiquities were jacked when we went into Iraq, that's exactly what Alexander did when he went to Persepolis, or the burnings and the lootings of the Library of Alexandria. Again, these are these are these methods to obscure what's really going on so they can feed us this false narrative. But again, nothing's new under the sun.
3: So where Well we said, start? Jeffrey, that's, and that's a great lead-in, Sam. So that's what we're, we're talking about here is, well— what if the story we've been told in our history books is inaccurate? What if it's not the truth? What if human history, the story behind civilizations rising and falling, goes back far further than we've been told? And on the first show, we covered the Sumerian king list that Sam had his mind blown by because we're, here we're getting dates of some of these ancient kings and cities that are more than double the age that we're, we're told. So just to start the whole narrative out, so we're all on the same playing field here. If you were to, like Sam just did, have a child and that child goes into school and and they're learning about ancient ancient history and they have this book in front of them that's called The History Doctrine, taught to you by the Rothschilds, they would open that up and they would read about, oh, well, human civilization is only 6,000 years old. Before that, it was hunter-gatherers, nomadic tribes. That's the story we're told. This is this false narrative that... All of our accomplishments can only, it, it can only go back to 6,000 years ago, whereas what we're going to cover are, the, is the idea that there are multiple epics of civilizations that have come and gone, risen and fallen, because of war and greed and all this battling over, over who's going to essentially rule over these great regions and even some of these gods that you mentioned. Um, Sam had his mind blown during the first few episodes talking about what the Sumerians called the Anunnaki, some of these winged gods that seem to have influenced civilizations around the world. Well, this area that we're in is basically ground zero for where we have the most evidence for them anywhere around the world. And I think what some people might be like, well, are we really going to invade the Middle East over evidence that we can see anywhere else around the world? And the answer to that is no because i think the middle east has some of the most important ancient knowledge of that you can find anywhere in the entire planet yeah i know there's there's ancient stuff in in you know south america and uh, through balbec lebanon and up through you know cambodia and india and there's there's ancient history evidence everywhere but what they don't have are ancient cuneiform writing tablets that carry on this incredible story that has been largely lost and has only remains in these little fragments. That's what the Middle East is. It's the record of the past that still exists buried under layers of forgotten dirt and rock that have been laying there for thousands of years. And when those cuneiform tablets were were discovered in the 1800s, it changed the entire way that certain researchers perceived the ancient past. And I say certain researchers, because like we know, Sam and Jeffrey, and I'll get your input here, is that this story that they that these cuneiform tablets are telling, and this story that the that these things like the Sumerian king list and Eridu Genesis and Andrahasis about these ancient cities and gods and these bloodlines that kings that ruled here that doesn't exist people don't even know that 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 even that it's, that's it's even around most people have never even heard of any of these ancient cuneiform tablets or ancient cities right yeah that
2: it's uh you know <clears throat> the last time we talked i kind of brought this up but it's it just like the more and more you study the matrix the more and more you just realized that was almost a doc more than just a a fiction. Right. I mean, like there's so much stuff. I I always go back to when Neil meets the engineer and the engineer's like, wow, you're different than the rest of them. And he's like, well, Hmm. he's like, yeah, like the 11 before you and how, you know, it's just basically we're not the first. And, And there's this whole group of things that, you know, as you start from zero grows up and then something happens and crashes and burns. Now, Before we get into it, Matt, is there any research that the people who start to manipulate all these civilizations and then eventually crash and burn them, are they the same people? Or is this a different... Like, you know, you brought up, you know, what we would call reptilians almost. I don't know if those are your words, but when we think of them, that's what we think. They are this group, this subgroup that or a subgroup, this group that was con- was created to control uh, us, to keep us in line to mine the gold or whatever the Anunnaki wanted us to do. Are they, is this group always present in these civilizations and right before the civilization crashes we see them go underground and survive whatever nuclear war whatever happens and then they come back up is there any any information that would let us know whether that it's the same people who are blowing it up all the time
3: well let me um make a few clarifications on on my end in terms of some of the research that i've done. in terms of actually studying these cuneiform tablets, the first place I want to start is that um, none of them mention gold mining. Just to be just to be clear, okay. I wanna I want the record to be straight because I think it's important that just like others have tampered with history, it should be our responsibility to follow evidence and actually tell what it really says. And so, if you read every single single cuneiform tablet you can get your hands on, it does talk about needing to work here and. Uh, clear river channels and basically be like laborers. Yes, it, it, ab- it absolutely does say that. It's, it says that that was what we were made for, to basically labor in this physical reality here. So you bring up points like the Matrix and these different versions that have existed. Well, I can connect all those things with what's in Cuneiform tablets. That's what's so amazing about it. And what that tells me is that the Wachowski brothers or Whoever is influenced in, in understanding movies like The Matrix, sisters, they sisters. knew about this. Right. Because let me tell you wh- how that connects. In, in this ca- tablet called The Legend of Atana, it clearly states in that that this city of Kish was the very first city that was created after these catastrophes went through and wiped everything out. The reset. Okay? The reset button completely over again. And what Atana says is that he was chosen... Not just that he happened to become king. He was chosen by these powerful gods and individuals to basically be the architect of the new world. And he was handed all these laws and rules for how to govern society, just like how to create a new version of the matrix. That's exactly what that was. He was basically the designer and the archetype of the new world. And so before him were ancient cities that are mentioned in the Sumerian king list. And Jeffrey and I went over this on the the previous um, podcast I just started called Mastermind Discussions, where we talked about Eridu and all these ancient cities that are mentioned. But those cities that are all mentioned in the Sumerian king list, they were all destroyed, wiped out, eliminated, all those Bloodline kings and individuals, most of them are wiped out. And what happened was, the only remaining individuals that were survived, like you mentioned, going down into caves and trying to seek shelter from some of these catastrophes that occurred during the Younger Dryas, which is which is around ten to twelve thousand years ago, when that those catastrophes occurred whoever was alive in these bloodline ancestors that made it through, who were warned or whatever it was, they then created this entirely new version of our reality based on not their own ideas, but a re-lowering of kingship. That's the specific words that all of these tablets use, whether it's legend of Atana or Eridu Genesis or Sumerian king list. It keeps mentioning this idea of how these moral laws and codes, this kingship structure has to be re-lowered. And in fact, in the Sumerian king list, it says it multiple, over and over again, it'll say, eridu fell, kingship had to re, be re-lowered to like the city of Bad Tiberia, and then that fell and had to be re-lowered to the city of Sharupak. Over and over again, this model what, what of reality... What does that word
2: mean, though? That's my only question. What does what it exactly mean? Re-lowering? It
3: means that... Everything gets destroyed or armies wipe wipe out all this, this structure to our reality, like governing structure with this hierarchy kingship structure, right, where knowledge disseminates down. You have a king bloodline ruling at the top who's going to do what he's supposed to do based on guidance, okay? That's how I guess I'll call that. And then that system of laws where you Know people are will be working, and others set up laws to you know criminalize those who don't have a certain kind of behavior. That's what the structured art <laughs> reality is, it's based on certain raw laws. Is, and rules. Isn't,
0: isn't that the first line of the Sumerian Kings List or one of them when kingship was lowered from heaven?
3: Exactly, and it tells you that no, we didn't come up with any of this stuff, it was lowered down by these Anunnaki gods who disseminated this information so that we would be designed in the image of the reality that they wanted. That's, that's so what that archetype in the matrix is all about. That architect, he is the same as like the Anunnaki, but in that, but they use almost like an AI, like artificial intelligence to, to represent it by.
2: Yeah, That's so interesting. Now, do you see any signs that something like that might be happening again? And then yeah, we'll get we, into what you're these,
3: talking we keep going through these cycles. And if you look into um, Indus Valley civilizations, they called them the Yuga cycles. If you go in over, over the Hopi and Maya and Aztec, they talked about how the same cycles, these different ages mm-hmm. of mankind seem to come where it, it, we have mankind rise and rise and rise up with knowledge and information. And then they get wiped out by, by some catastrophe. And then up, up again they go. And the same thing keeps happening over and over again. And what I've come up with in terms of not me but other researchers and I agree with based on research and studying is that we seem to have these cycles with the Sun where the, the sun will go through these solar cycles around every 10 to 12,000 years and when that occurs, all hell breaks loose because of all the interactions it plays on our planets and on our mm. sun and how our earth will be tilted and, and start oh. wobbling it. And then what happens when that occurs? earthquakes all set off around the globe you get volcanoes erupting weather patterns are really erratic and strange and the earth warms really really hot before you get a collapse of ocean currents and then you go into a mini ice oh my god are you talking about the polar vortexes shiftings is that what we're talking about here it's the north and north and south pole. It's If you think of our planet as this balanced planet with a north and south pole, a magnetic field, and it's this very precise balance and wobble. And if you get an influence, this gravitational influx influence from our sun, if it goes through a solar maximum to a minimum, it emits tremendous amounts of energy. Every time it goes through one of those cycle changes, it always does the same thing. It emits this massive <clears throat> amount of energy, and that affects us in a very dramatic way from melting all the ice caps to having pole shifts where you get a displacement of the crust yeah, and you earthquakes yeah. and hurricanes everywhere and stuff.
0: An interesting side note, I mean, in this climate change conversation, very seldom, if ever, do they talk about the cycles, solar cycles, et cetera. It's all carbon, et cetera. Humans are the worst that, <laughs> You that? can't make money off
2: that, Jeff. That's why. You can't make money off that. How do you make money off of uh, exactly. stopping polar shifts? That's None exactly. of
0: money in curing cancer, I tell you that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. Okay, so I feel like I, I I knocked you off course, Matt, that you had something you want to talk about, and I had to just make you talk about this other thing.
0: Well, Sam, you did say, I'm sorry, but you say, do these things happen again? I mean, like Matt was alluding I mean, to, yeah. these things occur through, cyclical through, I mean, as far as, you know, Inky becomes, um, you know, Neptune becomes Poseidon, becomes Odin, becomes you know, these individuals, these archetypal figures. Monster. Or or who are Mazda that appears throughout history. You just gotta know the back kind of backstory to know, oh, this is the same same biology of the same deity or the yes. same entity.
2: Yes, dude. It's unbelievable. And like nobody so, studies
3: any of it. And it's 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 just
0: it's, and then you wonder why they have you keeping up well, with the Kardashians and trampling people for Jordan.
3: So <laughs> yeah. Sam, at the at the end of the stage of time that you got it, you have a copy of um I have a god table for what those names are for Enlil and Enki and Enlil throughout every major civilization that they were a part of and that's and that's how you follow and trace them but to be to be clear I want to just point this out cuz I didn't forget it if you read the myth of Adapa which Jeffrey and I just covered on Mastermind Discussions episode number 2 we, we read it that in the translation, it mentions how Adapa, the first man, that's the first man that's created that's perfect, is considered the greatest of the Anunnaki. It says that he is greater than even them, and, and, and it mentions that he is them, essentially. That's the whole point I really want to make here. These bloodline kings lived a very great amount of time, and they were very tall, but they still looked like us, right? That's because we are the Anunnaki. I don't believe that they're a reptilian. I think references to them being reptilian would be in the sense that they've lost their whole right brain emotional side. so they're no longer like an emotional human being. It's more of a way to show that they have a mindset that's almost very driven towards a logical perspective with losing almost their entire humanity because the reptilian brain was the ancient left brain. the the
0: the R-, R complex they call it. yeah.
2: Well, I, I can understand. I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever actually believe that they were like reptilians, but <laughs> I, I just kind of use that name to so people know exactly what we're talking about. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree that that man. It's just so interesting, dude.
3: So they are us. We are essentially in, in their image. We are them. And so when they were here, they es- essentially wanted to try to conquer reality and create a worker that they could replace them so they wouldn't have to do anything in this physical reality. So we became like these gods who were forced to be in a lower realm. Um, and, I, and I strongly encourage people, if they really want to read about that, go look into the Nag Hammadi Gnostic writings, specifically the secret book of John. And it talks all about how, just like I mentioned, about how the first man was created too perfect. It exceeded even them. And because of jealousy through what was known as Enlil was the demiurge and the the controller of the material world, he banished mankind to this lower realm, lower realm meaning the physical third dimensional reality where we don't belong. To force and trap us here in like an internal struggle, like the Matrix. Okay, (laughs) okay. So, what you're telling me right now
2: is that we're in, you always hear people like, well, this is a hell. Is this what you're telling me? Like, because I was gonna ask you, what do you think we live on? You know, uh, my best friend in the world thinks we live on a a, a flat earth. And, like, (laughs) I'm not here to disrespect anybody. If that's not what you believe in, who cares? We're talking about. What does Matt and Jeff, I, I, I think I know what Jeff believes in, but Matt, what do you think that yeah, we I in? I can in? expand
3: on that too. It might help you out a little bit. So what you're referring to, and I know what you mean, the whole confusion with flat earth started around this aspect of um, looking at our, our reality in a metaphysical nature. And the ancients called, the Gnostics called the physical reality, the third dimensional plane. Okay. That's what they called it. But that's doesn't mean that it's a flat surface. It means that dimensions are broken up into different planes and they're, they're divided by different subsets of energy. This, this plane just means that we're in this realm of the physical reality. Okay. It doesn't mean that the physical version is, is flat. Is this a dimension? Is that what you're talking about? We're talking dimensions. The third dimensional plane is just a certain dimension that we are forced to exist in, which keeps us trapped because we don't really belong here. We're, we're, we're supposed to be way more advanced than this. Oh, my God, dude. So that's, that's-, how the whole, that's the whole point of the Matrix, right? Neo, he's walking down the street. He sees everyone in business suits going by, right? And he's doing the same thing over and over again. He's like, this, this, something's wrong with this. And what he gets told, essentially, is that everything is just the matrix around you. It's this artificial, cr- artificially created reality where we're made to believe that we're just evolved apes and that we should exist in this survival of the fittest mentality to fight over each other and to just use up our lives in almost an endless way so that we can reincarnate over and over again to be trapped here. Because the only way out is if we can reach higher states of energy to break out of the system and leave. But the, these, these uh, protectors, these uh, orchestrators mm-hmm. of our reality have designed it so that the deck is stacked. So that we exist in a state of reality that's, that's ruled by chaos and war and deception. And we're forced to believe that we are supposed to exist in that. But it's all a trick.
2: Oh, Preach, brother! My preach! God, dude. This is the Straight good up. shit, man. This is what you come here for.
0: And again, they've been obscuring this reality not only now in our world, uh, Sam, of geopolitical bullshit, but even going back, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, they just don't want us to know how dope we are, man. And that's not to say, like, we're so awesome, but, I mean, you know, this notion of, uh, you know, Adamu uh, – I'm sorry. Adapa, Adapa, in this original man, and then you go into this notion of the original sin. Wow, what happened there? We had the we had this conversation with what the serpent about yeah, eating go, the tree of life, and that moment condemned us supposedly. How dare us wanted to be want to be enlightened human beings, et cetera, et cetera. And then you know, it's just it's just absolutely crazy how so, they get it? hold inver- on, hold on. What, oh, okay. what
3: Jeffrey's saying, Sam, you're gonna love this. That's the whole point of the eagle versus the serpent is that Enlil was the ruler of the material world and Enki was the ruler of the spiritual realm of, of knowledge and wisdom. It's higher spirit and energy. And he, Enlil got very jealous about what we were. And so he trapped us in this material world to rule us through ignorance. But the serpent Enki, you know, this in the, in the Garden of Eden story, he didn't want us to remain here. Because we, he knew that we were this perfect creation that belongs in higher states. And so that's why that story exists where we were given the knowledge of good and evil because he wanted us to realize... This trap this trap that we exist in, to be, so we can rise above it eventually. It,
2: it, but what, ha- what
3: happened subsequent to the
0: original sin in the Garden of Eden? This begotten son had to be sent to absolve us for all of our sins because we're such fuck ups. And if you don't believe in this individual, well, eternal hell
2: flame awaits you, my friend. And dude, how many religions are just fighting over the the power ranking of Jesus? Like, that's almost what so much of this thing comes down. Is like, where well, do look, you at, power look at the rank Council of Nicea,
0: man, when, the, you know, actually the popes or whoever it was literally voted on the deification of jesus because before that he wasn't he didn't necessarily he wasn't this necessarily son of god it was through the council of nicaea in three you know fourth century a.d i think it was where they <laughs> voted on essentially him being a god and then hence all of your different publications of the new bibles etc cetera, etc cetera, stating that
2: matt where do the anunnaki reside are they in this din- dimension or are they in from another dimension because now stuff's starting to click for me. Like, I've always yeah. like, how do I work? I know, Jeffrey, you're not a flat earth guy. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know what we live on. That's my. I,
0: I'm, you, know, you know we're not flat earth, Sam. I know but, we all love Eddie. I love yeah, Eddie. But,
2: but, no, but no, 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 no. But, but He's not Jeff, married to the ball. But uh, no, I'm not married yeah. to what we're told we live on. No, I'm with that. Fuck, NASA's okay. lied a
0: shitload. I mean, the basic yes. of the premise That's of these what people I'm lied, I get about. that. Yeah. Do Hell I yeah.
2: believe in Flat Earth? I hope it's Flat Earth, just so <laughs> we can, I can do a million more episodes on it. Or <laughs> that I just vote for chaos in that aspect, uh, intellectual chaos, not actual war and crime. And all, yeah. But just uh, just to watch heads explode <laughs> about what's going on. But where do the
0: Anunnaki... You're asking about the same question I kind of asked him when I was talking to him. Like, are the Anunnaki going to return... And then he was like, "But where basically are they from? Co-
2: like, what dimension?" No, I know, like, no, but
0: listen, I know, I know, but that's that's the whole thing. There's no really, are they going to? Re- when you start talking about multi-dimensional beings and multi-dimensional travel, it's not going from A to B. Are they yeah. going to come here to come here? They could. It's it, are you going to be here or here? I mean, when yeah. you start talking about multi-dimensional travel, they could be here right now, but just yes. not on that wavelength that we're
3: able to see. Right. Jeff's dead on. That's that's exactly what the point is. They came here, and in the Atrehasis, it mentions that they were they were able to to conquer mortality and reality itself. They became the rulers of reality. The Nag Hammadi has an entire chapter called the Hypothesis of the Archons, oh my and it states God. that they were able to. They're they're the Archons. They were able, which means rulers. They they were able to conquer our reality and then create create us in their image to do all their work in this physical world and then die and live the same the same life over and over and over again until certain individuals you know can rise above and realize that this entire thing's an illusion and that there is a way out you know our there world- is a way to to, to beat the system and so that's how this this works they conquered reality and, and like Jeffrey made a great point there. Jeffrey, good we point. perceive time. We perceive time as a linear thing. Like, right, we did a show nine months ago, but is that in the past, the future? How does that? How does that work for them? The past and the future don't exist for them because space time doesn't exist. It's simply just different points wow. in this great circle of energy that exists. And so we we are in this very skewed version of how we perceive reality. And to be clear we perceive only a small little fraction of what actually actually exists all around us. We are the third dimension, and the fact that we can only perceive seven colors in the visible light spectrum limits us to such a degree that we perceive this little tiny little viewpoint of what reality really is. But but around us, we're essentially like these, you could call us like um, experiments that are in the middle of an experiment we're sea everyone's monkeys. watching us, mm-hmm. but we don't know that we're in an experiment. We're sea monkeys,
2: that's basically what we are. Mm-hmm. We're sea monkeys in an aquarium.
1: Okay. Well, Sam wanted to find out where the Nunaki are from, right? Shh. Well, I've heard that the pyramids of Egypt, the Giza, all of them, that they were made by Egyptians, but there's water erosion on them that prove that they've been there longer than they claim. Who made these, Matt? Was it the Nunaki? Where, did they live there? Were they part of it? Did,
0: but the the water erosion, like that evidence was more distinct with the Sphinx. Uh, John Anthony West, Robert Shock went over there and pretty much blew that out of the water on how this couldn't be wind erosion. I'm sorry, go ahead, Matthew.
3: Yeah, so those those civilizations are part of what's known as the lost civilizations. You could think of them as before the reset. That's how we could view all this, Sam. All these ancient structures, the ones we're about to go go over in Iran, I believe they're all part of these ancient lost civilizations that were destroyed and then mashed together in this incorrect viewpoint of who built them. So in terms of the pyramids of Giza, it's it's inc- it's incredible how things are named, right? Um, the, great, the Great Pyramid is called Khufu's Pyramid because Khufu was a certain pharaoh that lived in Egypt, but there's no evidence anywhere that he built the pyramid at all, and yet they named it after him. That's what this whole thing is, the problem is. So I don't even call it Khufu's Pyramid. Just like in Chichen Itza, I don't call it El Castillo, because that's the Spanish name they use to control our viewpoints of all this. It's called Kuku Khan's Temple. Let's set this record straight right now. And just like the Great Pyramid of Giza, that's what it should be called. It has nothing to do with Khufu. He is incorrectly given credit for creating. In fact, he hadn't been born for thousands of years. That's how skewed our version is. So who built them. The pyramids are part of this ancient, what's called megalithic structure, these massive, incredibly well-built structures that seem to have these harmonics with human frequency and and our planet. And they're found all around the world, all over the world, from North and South America, Easter Island, all the way across Baalbek, Lebanon, right down through Egypt and up into the Mesopotamian area that we'll talk about through the indus valley like kalesh temple in india all the way through angor wat over in cambodia we have this lost history that it's been turned into a myth or lumped together with with civilizations that had nothing to do with building them
2: this is amazing dude so and then this goes back to what we originally were going to talk about which i still want to talk about which is the rewriting of history the destruction of evidence of a, of a different narrative which they don't want you to know I am. My mind's blown. So this is a. And uh, we're gonna get into this. We're we're living in a different reality. There's uh, different dimensions. This is a 3D dimension. It's a prison, let's say, for us to live in. I don't. I don't know why they have us here. We're like an experiment, just to see how things would act. See, I I always thought that man. I would see people, and I'm like. I'd see a person, right? And they would be like one of those super fat people at the at, at the store in one of those little rascals. And I was like, mm. what if someone just wanted to see, like, if this person did this, this, and this, how their life would turn out. If someone did this, this, and this, how their life would turn out. And each one of us is our own little experiment on seeing how these variables,
3: would what it would lead to. Yeah, and, and if things are governed in a certain way, if you have a if you have a country let's say that has this american dream and you're supposed to just enjoy sitting on the couch and eating snacks and you know enjoying just you know not, doesn't really matter i'm just going to drink fluor fluorification floor, in my water from all the public water and i'm going to be dumbed down and i'm you know I, I know i know what's going on though i'm i'm aware and observant but really most of us aren't most people because we've been such so, so focused on this materialistic survival of the fittest mentality once people you know accumulate enough wealth and they could buy all this bad food that's advertised and throughout all our media you know eating all this, this stuff that really affects us we get very dumbed down our pineal gland gets calcified and closes up that's our third eye that's why all these things have been talked about throughout history because there are these certain ways where you can keep the population in this state of um, stagnation in this really lower energetic state uh, is. There's a great um, people should look and you're gonna love this conspiracy. But during World War II, um, German and, and Soviet so um, camps who would capture soldiers would would make them drink fluorinated water. They would put fluoride in their water to calm them and, and make them into these dull. Um, individuals that'd be easy to maintain and and easy to rule over. And so they would just put all the, make all the water fluorinated and they would play with the different levels of fluorination to keep, to keep people in this certain dumbed down state. Because what happens is it's a neurotoxin and it goes in and it shuts down your pineal gland and it shuts down these certain aspects that allow us to be awake and aware. And so most people are deliberately, like you said, these, this experiment deliberately kept in this state where they're they're not perceiving anything that's really higher all around them and they're in their like in an illusion of reality in in a, a state of energy that's very low.
2: Wow, dude.
0: Docile so, and passive too. That was another just like they're yeah, just like, a, you know, just whatever. And again, you see that you see it play out, dude. Black Friday sales. How are people killing other not literally every time, but how are they willing to trample another human being for a 41 inch or 50 inch TV? Well, you know, Or what, dude, Jordans, like I, what
2: the fuck dude I was just literally thinking this today. I was just thinking about how like political correctness and how it's such a a, a, people been brainwashed with it. And it's because I was thinking about Jojo. What was it called? Jojo. Dancer rabbit, Jojo rabbit and like Jojo dancer, Jojo rabbit movie. Right. So Jojo rabbit and how, you know, this is the story of a kid, a Hitler youth whose uh, imaginary friend is Hitler. And I'm like, how is that movie allowed to win or be up for an Academy Award? Because we've been bombarded with that anything that jokes around with Hitler is seen as disrespectful to the people who lost their lives in the concentration camps. But yet this movie goes with I mean, you no. You go to
0: jail in Europe for denying the Holocaust. Right. So,
2: so we got this thing and you're like, oh, they, they tell us when they get offended. And it's all these chemicals that they put into our food and in our water that helps with the with the brainwashing and how, like, this movie gets praised by the critics who would try to destroy somebody. If, let's say, a, a Ted Cruz put this movie out, how do you think Hollywood would react to that movie? They would get the pitchforks and torches out. So, I mean, and now we got these guys running these experiments with this fluoride and all this stuff and... But basically brainwashing and programming people when to get angry, when they get upset, what the reality is, all that stuff, Jeffrey.
0: No, we know all about the NDAA now being renewed by President Trump. Of course, he's the big white hat and everybody should love him. But I mean, it's uh, I don't know, man. This is, I'm sorry. Go ahead,
2: Matt. No, no, I'm, no, but dude, it's okay. Don't get frustrated. This is the fun stuff, dude. This is like no, I just, when we start ahead, to unpack Matt. shit because the blessing <laughs> of the show is that we're, we're starting to get a, a good number of people listening and they're hearing this stuff and they're starting, you know, like, I, I, you know, today I was, I was, uh, I bought some food at this kebab place and I saw on the screen uh, Amazon, their new Echo is a black cube. <laughs> and I wonder how many listeners. Would see that and go, oh man, that's some that's some Saturnist shit right there. So what we're doing here is the good stuff, man. And it's like I I think this is a very important thing that people need to realize is that they are being programmed by people at a very high level. That thing's and, even
0: called the cube, by the way. It's called the Fire TV
3: Cube.
2: Yeah, right. And you're like you're not even hiring it, hiding it now. No, Basile, you're just- not right
3: so that's because that whole thing with the cube and all that aspect is this is this idea that we have these elites these powerful orchestrators at the top who they literally practice these dark arts this what was no what's we've been has been called satanism or all these dark things and i think that that shows you how dark and controlled that our reality became and that and that's exactly what all these ancient records tell us is that when things like the Roman Empire came through and wiped out all this ancient records of of what really happened, there was a story that was essentially created, that was rewritten. When the Roman Empire, um, when Constantine founded Constantinople in Turkey, that that became um, it became Istanbul today. They rewrote and created this certain doctrine of history that. Was in their perspective viewpoint that they wanted us to believe in, because like Jeffrey pointed out earlier in the show, they were what the what the Romans figured out was if they could control the past, they could control the present, and they could write the entire narrative for how we would be perceived religiously in terms of spirituality and everything. How they could be corrupted, like it was, and then also how we could perceive our past, and and if that we were just a barbaric. Race, and that's all that defines us. But really, there's this entire lost history that exists that's being deliberately stamped out so we don't know about it. So let's set the the stage here so we can so we can get into this. Okay. We invade. Iraq. I just
2: want to say what you're saying right now is was played out with the death of George Bush and how everybody painted this guy okay. as this great American who just fought the Nazis and just cared about America when in reality his family funded the Nazis. He was involved with two assassination attempts on president, (laughs) one being successful, flooding the country with drugs, Uh, most likely uh, was involved with a pedophilia in the White House. Uh, you know, uh, and, and it's just like all this stuff that when I when I mentioned it, the reaction I got from people were like, hey, "He's an American." I'm like, "Oh, You're, you got like i time at the airport." Yeah, when I flipped oh, off his, dude, his it was, statue. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> so, so yeah. what we're seeing here is the rewriting of history. So, Matt, I mean, to
0: to the victor goes the spoils and the ability to write history and the narrative. Go ahead, Matthew. For
2: sure, Matthew. Please, hey, hey Jeffrey, well, that's, Jeffrey, that's Jeffrey. You, Jeffrey right? Be if happy, someone, dude. If, this is fun. This is fun. You're, I, you look like you're getting sad. Don't get sad. It's, it's you have the knowledge, brother. You, you're like oh. go,
3: just go, man. Tell us how fucked well, we are. <laughs> I, I like I like what you said though. I mean, what happens if someone if someone que- questions or challenges anything? They're immediately not. This whole idea of patriotism and nationalism, where you can create this idea that we have to support and stand by everything that we're told, every individual that rules us, and that we can't ever question it or govern it, question what's governing us, and that's that's a perfect system, right? Because then people can jump all over you if you say things like you did, or anyone that questions certain things about the way that we're, we're told that they are, and and I, it's easy. And I when I walk down the street, and I you know I. If I was to walk up to someone and talk about my work, most people would look at me like I had three heads, and they would <laughs> walk the other way, right? Because yeah. people have been so brainwashed into this certain version for their entire life that anything that challenges that version of reality that we've been told is instantly just pushed away and uh, you know buried because people aren't willing to to accept and and consider alternate um, pieces of information at all. But that's what the whole point of what we're doing today is, right? Go ahead, Jeffrey.
0: No, I was just to say, I listened to the show with Sam the other day, and I don't know if you guys got it completely correct, but you guys were asking about who was somebody that said that the Earth wasn't geocentric. And you guys I think you guys, Socrates, or you said Socratic, yeah, but I it took was a Galile- beating on Galileo as well. But I mean, anytime you go against that official, official narrative of bringing new information to... You know, an existing paradigm—it's—it's it's never met with open arms.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I live in Hollywood. I've been screaming about the Clintons and 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 the Democrats and all that stuff for a long time, and people think I'm a crazy person. Now they're kind of calmed down because secretly they know we—I—I uh, I was right. But it's like I gotta, dude. During 2016, dude, I was seen as a giant whack job, and people got really angry, man. And they, I mean, people put hands on me and uh really? well it wasn't like listen it was a tiny comic but i mean his hands were <laughs> little puppet hands but he still touched me and I mean, it's just like hey dude chill chill brother i mean even I- though we're all products of our environment we
0: all have our own confirmation biases and unless challenged people will go on with their lives just assuming what they believe is what it is but honestly sam what whatever we're doing or what sam's doing it doesn't take long to realize That those are false realities that can easily be deconstructed. There's, I mean, none of this stuff is theoretical. There's so much information out there to show, like, yeah, this is what happened. This, you know, I'm sorry this doesn't fit with what you believe happened, but this is there. Go ahead.
2: So, Matt, so let's begin, dude. We saw, you know, I mean, remember one time I saw that the Taliban was destroying ancient statues because they weren't Islamic. And then I'm like, well, the Taliban's pay. You know, everybody's been funded by the U.S. government. So what's really going on with that? So wherever you want to begin, dude, I'm going to give you the floor just to go from A to Z and have a good time. And I'm going to try not to interrupt. And just because I just I mean, you just blew my this dimension thing kind of like put some pieces together for me, man. It's like how I can take the flat earth people, and the multiple dimension people and the Anunnaki people and put them all <laughs> under one little thing. And that that to me is what the gold is. So go on, brother.
3: Well, and the other reason that people s- that state that is because most of reality is measured through non-physical levels. So that's why some people say like, you know, there's no, f- there's no space and there's nothing out there because of the idea that, that reality really is defined on a metaphysical level by like vibrating strings of energy. Yes. That's not string theory. Yes. But But that's how that works. That's how people can can take that information and weave it into that none of space is real and that the earth is flat because mm-hmm. they're able they're able to take some of the certain ways that information is perceived so and that's and that's what i want to lay the groundwork for is in terms of well how do we perceive the middle east you know most people have this perception of the middle east as just a place where you know go ahead and bomb them or some some awful thing when you know people that are living there you know what do they have to do with with any of the governments that are supposedly you know corrupt and evil that are ruling them well this is what this is the angle that I really want to show this is that look at how we had all these fake lies all of this illusion for why we were going to invade in Ra- Iraq right weapons of mass destruction all these things and we opened up the show by talking about how one of the first things that happened was that the american soldiers were seen and there's there's great photographs of it actually if you go look online ransacking the iraqi museum and there are very detailed records that talk about it actually um and there are some, i think some iraqi individuals um were really upset of finding out about that that antiquities were stolen so what the heck's the point of that right who wants some dusty old you know bricks and stones and statues well the problem is that that region contains these cuneiform tablets and murals and all of these things that depict these ancient gods and all of this information that goes far beyond the six thousand year timeline that we're told, and ISIS, this group, this this proxy terrorist group, who who should have no interest in ancient history because they're about just taking over regions and things like that, but somehow they're systematically going through and destroying all of these ancient sites. So let's let's try to bring this into perspective. Armies today with smartphones and all this stuff can't just go through and, and wreck country after country and and just bulldoze and destroy their artifacts right people would would see that you would have be like you know why is so-and-so country doing that it is appalling the country the world would band together and try to help but what if you just did sort of like the whole Kennedy thing you hired outside so it wouldn't make you look like you're the perpetrator that's exactly what happened is Isis is essentially this in my opinion, is this proxy army that was created for multiple Mm -hmm. reasons
2: to create a a war on terror.
3: To create a war on terror and to create evil in this idea of scaring people, but also to be like your hired guns these dogs that could you could send out to just destroy whatever you want to you create the war zone so that nobody can be in there and then you just allow them to go through and destroy it all and then at the end you're like oh look at those terrorist groups did to all these ancient sites you know that they're so terrible but really the individuals like the cia and parts aspects of the government are behind the entire operation
2: it's so true dude it's so true it's like get rid of everybody and then you just have freedom to go do you know every time they assassinate a leader at at the uh you know at at the an isis i'm like what the u.s government that's just one less employee check they got it right you know (laughs) it's just that's all it is dude and they get i mean get going
0: back and we're gonna get into it like okay again nothing is new under the sun we're doing it in 2020 and the 20 you know the last 20 years or whatever but (laughs) <laughs> alexander did it in parasopolis the romans did it in the library of Alexandria. Okay. what the fuck are they hiding and yeah. why are they continuously doing this i mean when i say the parasopolis it just sounds like it's just another city ladies and gentlemen go look it up this supposedly ancient archaic or whatever how city. how do you spell it
2: dude huh how do you uh, spell it
0: p-e-r-e-s-o-p-o-l-i-s oh, parasopolis I mean, you could find just digital reconstructions. You could see how it is now. You could see Palmyra. You could see all these different cities in Syria, the gates of Nineveh, these places that they've absolutely destroyed.
3: Oh, that one. Right there. Yep. Yeah, that one.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt, go for it. I mean, but again, nothing is new under the sun. We're we're obscuring this information in 2020, and they were doing it with Alexander. They were <laughs> doing it with his father,
3: Philip II of Macedon. Like, again, this, this has been going on for a long time, bro. Wow. So go ahead and look up the Gate of All Nations and I want you to pull it up and and we can we can talk about that for a minute. So Iran is another one of these places that has ancient secrets. And I don't think we're going to be able to get into all of it today. I only have about 15 minutes left. But we're let's God at least get it. into some of it and talk about I want to compare talk about Persepolis and I want to talk about um talk about Nineveh and show examples of Nineveh Iraq and sh- and show Palmyra Syria. <laughs> Just to get an idea of of what is going on, essentially. But hold these on, locations. Hold on. Go Can ahead. you
2: come back and, and like in a week or two and do another extension on this, like we've done before? Because we're just cooking with gas. I needed to <laughs> yeah. get this other discussion <laughs> done, but we're gonna have to do another part two, part two of uh, <laughs> uh, of this discussion. I think they
3: would call that part three. Oh, look at Johnny. <laughs> Oh, I charming. like that guy. Why Sam? is like an intern him. talking That's why an intern. on the show? <laughs> That's why he's an intern. Okay, go on, man.
2: I'll shut up. Everyone, everyone's listening. Like, shut up, Sam. Let him talk. Go to go. You yeah, got, so you got, go for go it. Go ahead
3: and go ahead and start by pulling up the Gate of All Nations, XG. And we'll just want to show an example of this. Yeah, so, um, this is Persepolis. Okay, this is Persepolis, Iran, and it's basically one of the oldest ancient cities that exists in the entire area. Now. If you, the, what I want to get at to, to show, well, how do you know that it's so old? You know, we're told that it, it was basically built during the Occamended Empire in 550 BC, right? That's not that old. Well, that's part of this entire skewing of ancient history that I want to clarify and really show. Now, look at those columns. Look at how enormous they are. Now, I don't know if XG has a picture of people. Yeah, go ahead and grab the picture above with a person um, right there. Look at how enormous those are. All right. We're talking about stone slabs that are more than 20, 30 feet tall in some cases. Okay, but what's the problem with that? Well, during this time period, these civilizations are, we're told, only had Bronze Age tools. If it fits into that narrative that we're told of 550 B.C., okay, that's the important point to make. Mm. If they were built in 550 B.C., then those civilizations that were around only had Bronze Age tools. And that's true. Because we had a reset after these catastrophes, and a lot of the ancient knowledge and tools that were used back then were lost. So these cities were lumped together with incorrect um, empires and dynastic pharaohs that built them, like Khufu building the Great Pyramid of Giza. He had nothing to do with it. That came way later, just like Persepolis. This is an ancient city that has the same char- characteristics we find all throughout the Mesopotamian area. It's this idea where we find these massive megalithic stone blocks, just like I told you, with very precise cut work, with tools that would be impossible using just Bronze Age, okay, because they wouldn't be able to cut those stones. They're too hard to be able to be use those types of tools with. It proves that they were built with more advanced technology that doesn't even fit into the timeline we're given. Now, when you, when you look into um, look at the, when we were going to invade Iran and, and go in and destroy them right during all this fiasco, what was the phrase that was used? Cultural we're going to attack cultural sites. What do you mean you're going to attack cultural sites? What does that have to do with military military targets? Yeah, dude.
2: Yeah. Think about that.
3: It was like they wanted to try to go in and take care of these culture, take care of these cultural sites to wipe them out, just like ISIS was doing throughout Iraq and Syria. It's the same thing. Except the problem was they don't have ISIS in Iran see what i mean? So they weren't they're were not able to hire those goons to go oh do it. So god. they were trying to lump this into some kind of an airstrike thing to try to wipe out these cities that are much much older that wow. have proof and evidence that shows that the ah. Anunnaki or and these other gods we're going to talk about were part of all of these this lost history that we have we've we've been turned into a myth now.
2: Oh my god. He did say that these cultural Yes.
3: Things. Yes. And
2: I'm like what the fuck is it, why is he hitting? Why, and you can't uh, use ISIS is because hit, they're like, their Disneyland enemy. And who
0: was and who was Suleimani supposedly working with to take out ISIS? So and then we so, go and take out
3: Suleimani. Persepolis was made a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1979, cultural World Heritage Site. And they and they were mentioning these cultural sites. They were simply they were talking about. Wiping out, just like the Roman Empire did, just like ISIS was doing. It's the same. It's the same playbook, but just trying to twist it around in a different way. Because those those cities, and I want to give a, a couple of statistics really quick. The city of Persepolis is located 37 miles northeast of the um, the city of Shiraz in the Fars province in Iran. Now, what's crazy about it is this is a massive city. I mean, we're talking about a city that's 125,000 square meters, okay? It's this huge ancient city with these (laughs) massive megalithic blocks that were impossible to be created with Bronze Age tools. And they show all these Anunnaki gods. And what they show specifically is this god Ahura Mazda. Okay. It's in this winged disc. Actually, why don't you go ahead and pull up Ahura Ahura Mazda really quick for me. It's A-H-U-R-A-M-A-Z-D-A. Are like you ready car. to hear mind blown, Sam? I love these mind blowing parts. Where do you think the car company Mazda <laughs> yeah, got its name from? No way! Wow. If you
0: can, you guys check out. Go check out. There's a 3D repli- replication, if you will, of Persepolis and what Let's Matt's say saying. It. How huge
3: it was! What a is- freaking! I mean, dude, Mazda enormous.
2: got their logo from what?
3: The ancient god that was the Persian version of Enki, that was basically ruling all this area, was called Ahura Mazda. And the name Mazda was taken, the car company took that name. And that's where they got it from. Oh just like god. remember I mentioned the name Subaru means Pleiades and and Nike was an ancient Greek god. All of these names that we think are just nothing, they they are all connections back to these this is ancient past. Is
0: this is the Saturn car company around anymore?
3: <laughs> no, they're not, are they? <laughs>
2: Unbelievable.
3: Unbelievable. So now, um and and so I, what I want to bring up now is um, XG. Grab that picture of the Behistin, um inscription. I want to I want to yes. read this and really blow your mind in terms of how it what it talks about <clears throat> it and what it gets into. Keep going right there. Okay, so this is really cool. North of the city of Persepolis. Okay, and that's the that this is an ancient city that yeah. was ruled by this great um, dynastic uh, uh, king called. Darius the Great, okay, Darius the First. Now, Darius's first son was Xerxes. Is that Rainy Bell from 300? Yes. How Xerxes was, was attacking the, the, the 300 Greek army, and they were battling. Xerxes was the son of Darius. Now, now here's an image from what's known as the Behistun inscription. This is absolutely mind-blowing, because I want to give a couple stats about this, because it relates directly to Persepolis, Okay. Darius was the ruler of this entire region. Okay. And he created these murals and cities all over the place in Iran. Now he, his God was Ahura Mazda, which you can see at the top in the wing disc flying. Now Darius is on the left. Look at the far left, the individual who's stepping on top of someone else. Now notice how much taller he is than all the rest of his servants. He was a great bloodline King that created this mural called the Behistun inscription. Now, the Behistun inscription is found 330 feet up on a sheer cliff. A sheer cliff. And it's carved right out of the rock itself. Bronze Age tools could never hmm. even get close to accomplishing this. It would be impossible to do this. So in up on this sheer ledge... This, this massive mural was created that's 50 feet by 82 feet wide, okay? And it has this mural of King Darius with a Hura Mazda above him. And in it, it has this, this ancient Akkadian writing that took hundreds of years to even translate. So there were individuals coming over and, and, and rediscovering this from the locals and trying to go up on these massive ladders to try to access this, and they couldn't translate it. They had no idea what it said. So finally, years later, in in um in 1838, they were they were actually able to translate this for the first time. And what it says is is really amazing because it really keys into the Sumerian king list. It it, it carries into Eridu Genesis and all these different places. Wow. So I want to read the translation from this because it's really important for us to understand what really happened in the past, the whole idea of how our reality can be ruled through certain rules and laws to become what we think of as the matrix. That's, this is where it all came from. So this is what it says on in this incredible mural that's up on a sheer cliff. King Darius says, that is why we are called the Achaemenids. Now is their empire name. From antiquity, we have been noble. From antiquity, has our dynasty been royal. Eight of my dynasty were kings before me. I am the ninth. Nine in succession, we have been kings. By the grace of Ahura grace of Mazda, I am king. Ahura Mazda has granted me the kingdom. So, just like Legend of Atana, where he is given kingship and, and told to rule over the people and become the architect, Darius is the exact same thing. He's one of these bloodline ancestor kings that was chosen to rule over the entire region. And so well, I and mean, when this-
0: you mention Ahura Mazda, just to say this is that lineage, it's originally Ahura Mazda is Inky.
3: Yes. Oh, my God. So it was like their ancient god, essentially. Okay. Now, this is even, even more interesting, in my opinion. During World War II, when we were over in this area, um, if you look this up, the Behistun inscription was severely damaged because American soldiers were told to use it for target yeah. practice. They were told to shoot at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's what I they mean, were doing the uh, that's what the Isis was doing with these giant statues. They were just I mean, dude, isn't that something that they said happened with the nose of the Sphinx too? They shot at it. Like all yeah. this shit. Oh man, it's all Well, the the, the Sphinx
3: was recarved. It was completely turned into this entirely other thing. If you look at a, an image of the Sphinx, the head is way too small proportionally for the body. It doesn't make any sense. It's because they came in, they back. found this massive statue mm-hmm. of, a, of a great lion, and they recarved it into a pharaoh. Because the pharaohs, the dynastic pharaohs of Egypt, Khufu and all these other pharaohs, Tutankhamun, they tried to take credit for all of these structures in Egypt, and they had nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. Well, and the the
0: lion, and and at the time, like uh, XG was talking about earlier, at the time of the Sphinx's actual construction, it was facing the constellation of Leo, which is, you know, 10,500 BC, as they extrapolated from um, the the timeline of of all this other stuff, as well as when there could have been water uh, in that region. But yeah, dude, so
1: crazy. Does the Huru Mazda person, does that have to do anything with uh, Quetzalcoatl?
3: Well, those are part of those same types of gods that were ruling over these civilizations all over the place. And Quetzalcoatl, if you connect Kukulkan, and Quetzalcoatl, the influences of the Maya and the Aztec, you get a connection back to this Egyptian figure named Thoth. And and how these these beings that seem to have conquered reality, they're now playing the role of just creating these empires and civilizations based on their influences. And so they're just battling back and forth. And I want to give you an example. So in Iraq, you had a region where their god that was portrayed—go ahead and pull up Ashur. Their god that was portrayed in, in Iraq, it's A-S-H-U-R. That's not a Huramazd in Iraq. That, that was Ashur. See? It's different. Let me see. That's because that's mm. Enlil. Mm. That's Enlil. It was Ashur versus Ahura Mazda. So Ahura Mazda was the Persian god of Enki who was ruling over that region, and Ashur was Enlil who was ruling over essentially Iraq area. So they were just, so these, these, these how, how can a, a kingship be destroyed? How do these cities keep falling and empires being destroyed? They were just battling back and forth over and over again for supremacy.
0: Yes. want to go back to the beginning of this conversation when Sam was talking about how he uses Emoji as the serpent. You know, en- Enlil is the eagle. Inki is the serpent. So when we talk about Ahura Mazdas for these new people who are just listening, Ahura Mazda, when you go back to the original uh, Sumerian text, is Inki. So, like again, the- these deities show up constantly throughout history in just different iterations. Oh,
2: my it's
3: unbelievable yes. so the name behistun it's it's mount behistun it means place where the gods dwell and just like all around the world it seems like most of these ancient sites are built right into mountains okay and you brought up the idea of stargates and gateways Well, you look all around the world from amaru gate down in peru near and uh, bolivia down near lake titicaca all the way over to Petra Jordan and these gateways in Saudi Arabia that you've seen in the middle of the desert on these islands of rock, all the way through Kinnis Rock in, in Iraq, right up to the Behistun inscription in Persepolis. they are all these tombs and gate, and gateways, these giant doorways that are just carved right into the they're, mountain they're itself. They're just in the middle of the fucking mountains.
0: I know. Just, like like he that- was saying, bronze tools, bronze age tools, really? That, that's what
2: created that? Come the fuck on,
0: man. Now, Sorry, I don't mean I'd
2: that. Heard, I, uh, uh, Matt, I'd heard that there's stuff at the Grand Canyon that people don't talk about. That there are tombs there, uh, uh skull, uh, stuff, giants, giants, uh, carved into the sides of the mountains that nobody talks about. That they try to tell you that it was uh, a glacier that did this, that carved this out when it. Most likely, or could be, excuse me, if we're going to uh, go down where Matt's uh, way of thinking, which I agree with, by the way, uh, that this was carved out by ancient civilizations and uh, ancient gods. Well,
0: and the natives who got the kickdown information, the Hopis. I mean, I'm sure San, or I'm sure Matt will probably get into it, but yeah, I mean, it's the, those, those lineages who came from. Of uh, That Thoth area, you know, the Emerald Tablets, that area down in Mexico who spread out, the information was there.
3: Well, so to be clear, um, the Grand Canyon was, I, based on evidence I've looked at, that was created by natural forces of, of erosion. But that doesn't mean that ancient civilizations didn't find that and live in there and use those areas to, to build caves and to build tombs, like you said. And there's definitely evidence, because the Hopi, these, these cultures of the Anasazi, these Native American cultures cultures that are down there, there's evidence that they're much older than we're told as well. So it's not just these Mesopotamian civilizations and Egyptians and Inca and Aztecs and Maya, but also right up into the southwest United States in the Mississippi Valley. Those civilizations, those indigenous cultures are much older than we've been told. And they had a lot more knowledge and um, know-how on how to construct certain things than we were told The, the Hopi tell us. Their ancient um, stories specifically state that they were led into caves to seek shelter during a time of great catastrophe and deluge in deep in these mountains. And that was the only reason the way they survived, it's showing you that if they knew stories of the flood, then it means that they were <clears throat> around for it. And we we buy they were by ant people, has. right? Ant people? Yeah, it's- that's right. That's That's what they called them. They called them the ant people. Good one and i'm right here in the mississippi valley
0: man i got cahokia like 50 miles away you know barely 50 miles away from me and these these kind of mound builders but you come up the mississippi valley you got lake egypt you got cairo you got memphis over in tennessee like why are we hearing these kind of throwbacks to these or these names of of egyptian kind of uh references in this area you know kind of the, the, the new world if you will i think like matt was saying like there was people here you know i i hear about uh, hieroglyphs in different caves here up the mississippi valley so it's like Again, man, things are just always getting older and older. And I'm Matt, I mean, if you follow Matt, he's always posting stuff how things are getting older and older. They're finding new stuff. So it's just like, man, we just got to do the research. The information's there. But without without a doubt, they're lying to us. Let's at least establish that. I
3: know. And I want to get back and to connect to what we were saying in the Matrix and get back to Iraq. I think that you're really going to like this. You asked about Nebuchadnezzar, the name of the ship in the Matrix, okay? Nebuchadnezzar was an ancient king of Babylon in Iraq. Okay, And he he's famous for capturing Jerusalem and essentially destroying it and creating a great empire. So why would they use just a name that didn't matter? Clearly they knew about this ancient empire ruler of, of Babylon. And Babylon was one of these cities that was fought over and eventually became ruled over by the god Marduk, who... I believe was one of the great designers of the reality that we're in now. Why do you think that?
2: Why do you think that?
3: Well, you learn about how these different ages of when mankind was ruled are based on these zodiac ages, and it, it represents. There's the Earth goes through this period of where it 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 will face a certain set of constellations based on this slight tilt and wobble of the planet so we're not the earth is not perfectly straight up and down it has a slight wobble to it and the ancients knew that and they called them the zodiac ages okay and those ages last two thousand one hundred years So when Jeffrey brought up how we know that the Sphinx was really a lion, the reason they know that is because they they compared the Great Pyramid of Giza with the King and Queen's Chamber and the Sphinx, the way that it's facing back when we were in a different age. And they were able to line all those different astronomical uh, observations up perfectly to this time period that's either – Twelve thousand years ago, or p- potentially even thirty-six thousand years ago. So it, we go back so much further than we're told, and it's yeah. all connected yeah. to to evidence, basically.
0: Oh my! It's, like I, Graham Hancock said, dude, we're a civilization with amnesia, bro.
2: I couldn't agree more, dude. And huh. I think it's such a much more interesting discussion. Than and again,
0: th- like we started with the bookend of it, they were doing it fuck however many thousands of years ago tens of thousands and they're doing it now just all these false narratives that us hold you know people who try to be enlightened have to deconstruct but you've got so many people not to get into the whole red pill blue pill thing Matthew but you got so many people who are so blue pilled up and just like willing to just accept everything you know we become the crazy people who actually want to question it and critically think and maybe deconstruct the narrative that's been told to us that's so
3: so um, I, I want XG to bring up, I, I've sh- I gave him some pictures of Nineveh because we're in, we're in Iraq now. And we're talking about that. I just want to show, yet again, another one of these, these sites. Nineveh, in my opinion, is probably the most important ancient site in the world because Nineveh was the location of the Royal Ashurbanipal Library, which was the largest collection of these cuneiform tablets ever recovered. There it is right there. Now this is an old picture. Yes. This is what it looked like after they reconstructed it long ago um you know in the in the 1980s or whatever it was before ISIS destroyed it. That's right. This city was destroyed by ISIS and then you can go to the next picture to show it on the le- on the left there. There it is right now. So these are these are pictures of what ISIS did to Nineveh. Now who cares, right? It's just an it's just an old ancient city. Right. I care. This was the location Uh, again, of where more cuneiform tablets were found than anywhere else on earth. This was the Royal uh, Ashurbanipal Library. And those tablets, like the Epic of Gilgamesh and Enuma Elish, they provide us with this narrative of the past. And these kings and rulers is completely different than we're told. Mentioning the Anunnaki and these stories of mankind's origins and creation here, having to toil for the gods in this physical reality. The whole story that I just told you all comes from here this is this is where it comes from and so for them to destroy it is very Im- symbolic in my opinion it really to me is just like the burning of the library of alexandria except they're just having a lot more cunning clever means to accomplish it today than they used to back then
0: no different so no different
1: so they're trying to get rid of those artifacts where does
3: the ark of the covenant show up is that part of it is, are they going after that too well that was an ethiopian um ancient essentially artifact or relic you could call it but we don't even know where that is and more importantly the things that maybe contain the most information we never even could find because i'm going to give you an example when they uncovered in the royal ashbaugh paul library there was thirty thousand cuneiform tablets recovered so there are thousands of these cuneiform tablets that have recovered and less than a hundred have ever been translated uh, less than a hundred. Where are than they right now? That's
2: insane. Do we think they're at where in the
3: Vatican downstairs,
2: well, locked up that's the point. With, <laughs> next to the kitty porn? Where is it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Less than a hundred that we're told. They, they most likely have translated all of them. And then most of them, you know like cuz you never hear about the ones that don't get translated right yeah. oh they found 10,000 <clears> uniform tablets but these five are fine thank you yeah, but what about yeah. all the other 25,000 oh, well God. they're in they're in the Vatican archives and they're kept under secure lock and gate because who knows what they say if we're if we God. think that the ones that I'm reading are juicy i can only imagine all the things that were ransacked oh, yeah. from Alexandria and the, the Ashurbanipal Library all the way over to when the conquistadors came over and ransacked the Aztec, the Maya, and the Inca. They stole all their ancient writings and stuff, too. So we basically had this attempt to control the narrative by stealing all the information, then only providing us with these little bits that we fight over and think are just a myth. Oh, my God, dude. Oh.
0: <sighs> That's what frustrates me so much about modern day, how we— We're all going at each other about all this nonsense (laughs) and political stuff and right, left, red, blue, all of it. But it's just like it's all part of that design of like divide and conquer and, you know, just the dumbing down of society, you know, and just keeping people almost as ignorant as possible and worried about things and uh, again, keeping up.
3: It's amazing. I want to read a quick quote. If you go look up Persepolis and you read about it, the, the archaeological experts right now admit, and this is a direct quote I want to read, the function of Persepolis remains quite unclear. Why? Because it doesn't fit in to this Neolithic version look at ancient human history, because it predates that. I think that I would go as far to say that almost all of these ancient sites are older than we're told, but some of them are much older than we're told. I think the entire narrative of human history has to be rewritten but it doesn't it's not just that these these sites are older like who like fine they're older but the whole idea is that our entire story is different than we're told our purpose is different than we're told our origins are different than we're told everything is is basically this deception yeah this lie to yes. make us believe that we exist in this different reality than we really do. It's saying this, this linear nonsense that
0: we were so simple before, but now we're a bunch of idiots with smartphones and we're so advanced. That's so nonsense, especially in the face of all of this contrary information, which is right in front of our face. That's what's so weird. It's not, it, some of it's hidden, but yeah, a lot of this is right there.
2: That's, I just think there's more to these wars. I don't even yeah. think it's about oil. I, I think I mean, that might be a part of
0: it. I mean, honestly, I mean, those oh, it guys, is, you know,
2: there's, there's multi purposes for all yeah, this. It's not yeah, just one but piece. I just think the main, the like, the real reason. <laughs> I mean, do we export more oil than we import now at this point? Like, yeah. why? It's just, it's the whole
0: function of empire is to expand empire. And as we've seen, they will do nothing to, to, keep from doing that man no, know. that's
3: that's what it is this is your empire is fighting and this is the old guard that doesn't want to let go it doesn't want to give up and that's why it's all designed around just these massive pharmaceutical artificial compounds for our medicine to, to sicken us. Why all of our energy is composed of these polluting substances like creating plastic all over our planet. It's all part of the same system where these orchestrators of our reality, these uh, corporate elites that control our banking world and our wars, they want to keep us in a certain type of mentality and and reality where they're making tons of money and we're kept in this Mm -hmm. state where they can destroy the natural world and disconnect us from it in our history so that we feel like we're just like a lost, you know, Darwinian ape that yeah. is supposed to just give up his whole life. Yeah. Like Sam's we? and
0: we've said many times, dude, the Matrix is more of a documentary than anything. And you see the picture that I have it. I used to have it on my cover photo. Matri- uh, Morpheus holding up the
3: battery. That's all yeah. we
0: are, is just fuel to the machine. Just I've said that, that that's, so much, that's I feel like I'm repeating I'm it.
3: Thank you. Yeah, We're just fuel for this machine that they've created here that's based on lies and deception and none of it's real. Well, like, what? That- it,
2: what is... Hold on. Yeah. Now, I'll get to you. What is the, how do we get out of this matrix?
3: You just have to simply realize that religion was was a basically corrupted version of what used to exist before, known as the old religion. And that was based on the idea of understanding our consciousness and energy, and that we are, this physical body that you see in front of you is just this vessel for us to experience this physical reality. And that we are actually energetic conscious beings that are eternal and that's why we keep getting reincarnated over and over again and stuck here because we're in this loops that that's forced to be here until we can ascend our physical body to reach our mental and spiritual state and then break out of the whole thing that's what enki was trying to teach us is that we essentially are beings that are far more superior than we've been made to believe and that we're trapped in this materialistic world fighting over each other and war and deception and materialism to to just get more stuff when really none of that's none of that matters at all and that's why ancient civilizations for all of the world had didn't have that as a focus they didn't care about that because they realized that it was just an illusion
2: we have to do Mm -hmm. more into that I need to figure out how to break out of this matrix I need to do a whole episode (laughs) what do I got to do eat right Take craft my God! But again,
0: a- asking the question of like, how do you Eat change Bluetooth, it? Again, like anything, I and I think I said this on whatever show I did the other day. The, the, your your solution to a problem is almost pointless unless you know the premise of your problem and recognize that it's real. You can't change shit unless you recognize you've been lied to. And again, that belies that the old you know, the older you get, you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, you it belies this larger question of like, once you realize you've been lied to, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Now what? And what else have I been lied to about? And then the larger question of, like, what do I do about it now?
3: Once you realize how
0: deep the rabbit hole goes on the depths of the the deception.
3: But 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 really, what can you do in terms of you can't just go out tomorrow and ascend.
2: We're in a
3: system. (laughs) We're in a system here that is it's there's so many constructs that are built into the system that you're going to be. Cast out of society, if you try to follow these Gnostic ancient civilization teachings, looking look in the Kabbalion, look at the Gnostic teachings, look at the, the Emerald Tablets, look at all the hermetic writings that have been done. Oh, we got to do an they, episode on this, dude. They, they all basically just tell us the same thing, is that we are tricked by the material world. And that that keeps. And in like what happens
0: to all of them? From from your Socrates to your Galileo to your John Kennedy or anybody to let you know the fakes is in. What happens to them? Dun dun, dun, dun. Well, you yeah, know the, they get, the they get Dead Sea Scrolls.
1: Out. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, they just found out that it might be an ancient treasure map to some other stuff. They thought the ancient the, the Sea Scrolls had uh, religious shit in it. No, it's a they, they're thinking it's a map to some stuff that they hid before they got um, invaded. So they knew that they were going to get invaded and they hid all their stuff in somewhere. And the Dead Sea Scrolls is supposed to be like a, a little time capsule, a time capsule yeah. on where to go. He, he's and-
3: right. No, no. I want to expand on what he said. What? Actually, that's great. Actually, so when, right? you, when, What's when up? you learn about What's the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Book of Enoch, the Nag Hammadi scriptures, all these ancient Gnostic writings, they were all deliberately buried and put into caves. Yeah. So when they Book found of the Nag Hammadi
0: scriptures. Yeah.
3: yeah, in 1945, they found the Nag Hammadi scriptures. These Egyptians were walking along the Nile and they found a cave and they dug it all yep. out and they found yep. these ancient Gnostic writings. What, what What were they doing burying them? Because they knew that those writings were being sought for destruction by the Roman Empire. Yep. And so they, the only way to protect them would be to hide them for the future when when people like us can have more freedom of information to be able to read them and be like, oh, so that's the truth of the past.
0: Is this possibly why they buried this huge megalithic structure which screws over the dates of what modern – of Gobekli Tepe? Come on.
3: Yeah, so Gobekli Tepe is an ancient astronomical site um, in Turkey that was deliberately buried as well because they realized that the only way to preserve this stuff is to bury it for a future time when it can actually (laughs) be heard and understand. Oh, my. We
0: need to all do ayahuasca together, <laughs> dude. I, mean,
2: you know. I am well. I'm sober, but I
3: do believe that <laughs> that's psychedelics not that's a, that's are a, that's not. It's a, a
0: ceremony, dude. Those
3: plants, all psychedelics, do the same thing. This will make you happy. There's the whole purpose of them is they're here. I think purposely they're here. By the way. They're here to free us, to take us out of the matrix, to see the truth. That's the whole purpose. They're they're here to reset our mind so that we think differently, so we don't become trapped eternally. In do. Do you know Mad. how hard it is when, to when make... the
0: doors of perception, when the doors of perception are clean, things will appear as they truly are. Infinite. William Blake.
1: You know how hard it is to make ayahuasca. You got to get all these plants and you got to boil them. Someone told this person how to do this so that they could trip out and. Like he says, restart yourself. Ayahuasca is hard. You get like certain plants and you have to boil it. And then you fucking trip out for like a week. But you got to so, do like, it the right yeah. way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. It, I would, no yeah. We I have mean,
3: to take these very yeah. seriously. Cause they yeah. Can, like, they you, need you need a shaman. You need a
1: shaman and everything. No, it's it's original. It's like a, a religious thing. But no. You can only get that in the Maya, the Aztec. They knew how to get these plants, natural remedies, boil them, and then you take it and
2: it literally is DMT. Who taught now, them how now to Now, guys, this? you
3: ready? Whoa, whoa. Guys, whoa, this is important. Man. Whoa, hey, this, you stand? were on fire with the
2: Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> now you're pissing mad off, go.
3: <laughs> if these plants, all these these psychoactive plants are part of breaking us out so we see the truth, right? They're like the safety net for us to to see the truth of reality. Then look at the whole entire war on drugs and the pharmaceutical industry that's industry that's based on chemical compounds that sicken us. Oh and then they put God. all of these psychoactive plants as and a schedule broken. zero or schedule one so that no one can do any medical research on them to completely hide them from society. Yeah. So that they can have a society that is able yeah. to be either demonized to think that they're evil. But not only that, they can't have access to them because they'll go to jail. That's the perfect way to keep us entrained in the system so that you prevent the certain plants that allow us to break free and allow our minds to be open. You make them illegal to the highest.
0: Meanwhile, meanwhile, what half a million people die from tobacco or tobacco related shit or however many half a million people die from alcohol. And those are our Super Bowl ads and all that shit. I mean, it's right in front of your face, dude. The inversion of reality is right there. That's That's the thing. We just. They, 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 they. Keep us. We eat it up, and we love it. That's that Aldous Huxley yeah. video. It was like, dude, we're going to eventually begin to in love our enslavement, and we're going <laughs> to ask for more of it. And when yeah. you take away mechanisms of our enslavement, we're going to lose our fucking mind, our phone, or you know, having these kind of conversations. You're going to get demonized and called an asshole or whatever it is. It's like, wow, they want us stupid. They double down <laughs> that, on keeping us stupid.
3: And they know that those plants – are in some ways, some cases, the only way that the mind can break free. It's like we're computers that are full of viruses, and we can't fix ourselves unless we have a certain me- way to, to get out of it, you know? I know that you can achieve it through states of getting out really deep into nature and meditating and really cleansing yourself of, like, heavy metals and fluoride and all those things. Yeah, that's, that's a huge part of this, but those plants are like the they're like the speedy little exit to get there to see it that's that's what they are they're like the, the mm-hmm. quick little shortcut i know you've talked about low art and entertainment and its role in keeping us enslaved what would you say the role of high art though like noble art is in in enlightenment and kind of escaping this cycle you described well i think that um i mean art is just this expression of us being able to show that we have aspects that completely separate us from the animal kingdom. And that our ability to create artwork and, and create our world around us is just another piece of evidence to show that we are far greater than, we, than we're than told. And we have the ability to essentially create and do anything if, if we have the right environment for it. But that's not what any of this is designed around. It's to keep us in this state where imagine, imagination is... Instantly silenced when you're a kid. You go into public school. That's just that's just a system to put you in a group where you are s- supposed to follow this, you know, um, certain viewpoint and certain clicks that you have to think that just like another individual. And if you don't, you know, this Ritalin assembly uh, line. Yes. assembly line of kids not riddlin ridiculed and
2: good grades in school just means you listen. Just means you understand patterns. Yes. listen dude i I live in la man there's a bunch of people out here that understand the system of proper grammar okay but they wouldn't know street smarts if it banged them in the ass okay and i'm sorry man i didn't mean to get that gross but the truth is we have a bunch of people who have no clue about how life is but they understand the systems And the systems is how they work. They know the bell rings, they get up, they go to the next class, they sit down. They know (laughs) how to answer, how they, they know all that stuff. The, 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 the the principals list is simply who is the best followers.
0: Yes. Exactly. So the, the, those are the, those are the ones who become Senator and President of the United States. The ones, you know what I mean? The ones who could jump to the hoops.
3: The trick is though, you have to still play the game, but you can't get lost in it. Yeah, dude. That's a great trick. The game is everything. Now, we have a friend of
2: ours named Jessa Reed who is a wonderful human being. She had a bad uh, crystal meth problem, went on a deep run, and literally said she was visited by people who told her that you have to learn to play the game.
3: That's the thing. I've had people message me that told me, hey... Your book really changed me. I just went out and live. I live out in the woods in a tent now. I love my life. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to say to do that. <laughs> that
0: would have been me at like 21, 22, dude. I tell you what.
3: So because this essentially this, because the system has been so designed around all these constructs, you have to still play it. But when you don't get lost in it, you can find ways to get to the next level. Getting knowledge and changing your health, and on the I guess you could do it on the down low a little bit so that people, you know, don't you're not going to be sitting in your office meditating and you know, sitting in the middle of a room or anything, but find ways around it, you know, when you have moments of free time instead of watching TV, go. Just search the internet for information, but have an objective mind about what you're looking for and about all the deceptions out there
0: Well, when I've, I've always felt. And again, we do. I mean, it's 7 billion people. It's you know, you can't fight City Hall kind of thing. But it's like, again, in my opinion, dude, the reason why the world is so jacked up is largely a part because of us. The silence is acquiescence. And when we acquiesce to this system and all this stuff, even though you can't know what you don't know, but you know, we allow and we participate in this, when we allow it to happen, these wars that go unchecked, these, I mean, just all of it, you know, for from the sure, dude, to, to the food being fucked up. To, I mean, all of it. I mean, we could just sit here and listen to this stuff Jeffrey, forever, but we what... participate in it because, again, we, it's true. It's pragmatic. We have to play the game, but it's almost our playing the game, which is allow allowing this stuff to persist.
2: Well, you know, my whole thing, Jeffrey's, uh, if we get so lost in the results, that's how we go crazy. And we have people screaming like crazy cat ladies on videos (laughs) about the world going back. So the best thing we do is what everybody on this show does, except for Johnny, but everybody else does, which is get the word out by doing our podcast. We all have great podcasts and we all get the word out and we all, that's, that's our job is to spread the knowledge, the best That we can and
0: and honestly when we go back to the astrological shift that's happening we're shifting from from paradigm or from uh, Pisces to Aquarius and We're all a part of this each of our show like you said extending this information giving these alternative Versions of this alternative modes of thought to people that ultimately in the aggregate is going to build up and hopefully Start to change people's minds because you're not gonna get it from CBS or Fox or you know the mainstream media I mean this again I hate to use the word truth. I don't like that word, but we're, we're definitely dropping truths that people need to look into. Don't just take our word
2: for it, but go check it out for yourself, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so, real quick, Matt, final thoughts as we wrap it up here because I know you got a jam. Uh, what are your final thoughts? And will you come back? Because I want to talk about all the lost books that they don't want us reading and that people don't know about. That they buried, like, let's say the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Book of enoch Is that the book you said, Jeffrey? Yeah, and,
3: the, and the Nag Hammadi is an awesome. Yeah, one.
2: so I want to go over these books and what they represent and what they might tell us. Well,
0: and the fact that 30,000 or however many that Matt said are there, but only we're scratching the surface of however many that have been actually deciphered.
3: Decoded. Yeah, so it's like it's like three different categories, I'll call it, right? Just to be clear. There's like ancient Egyptian books, okay? The Book of the Dead, right? That's an ancient Egyptian book. Then there's Mesopotamian cuneiform tablets. Then we have Gnostic writings, which is basically after Egypt. There was a group called the Gnostics who tried to take the Egyptian knowledge and carry it on. And then this is where the Roman Empire came in and then wiped that out. So you think about it. All this is? is Mesopotamian knowledge was was disseminated and brought to essentially Egypt. Some even say that it potentially came, uh, and I I believe that some of it obviously came from places like Atlantis long ago when it was destroyed. It's just (laughs) disseminated knowledge and stories were brought down by different cultures. The Gnostics were the latest ones. To carry that on, and then, the, and then, essentially, the druids were a subset of that. But that's it. After those, those, those groups were, were wiped out and destroyed. And now, all we what we have now are we're essentially picking up the pieces and trying to put together this puzzle that's been scattered all over the place deliberately. And that's what I essentially see us as objective researchers of tr- of truth here. I think it, it is truth if you can take tablets and and stories from all the world and and combine them together and find the same information over and over again. You can find those patterns that lead you towards truth. I think. Well, Well, speaking
0: of the Druids, man, as we celebrate St. Patrick's day coming up, look at the, look at the the Druids. There's no snakes in Ireland. uh, Like Matt Matt was just saying, there's no last vestige of the Druids. Information was being uh, kicked out of, uh, Ireland by St. Patrick and understand
3: why that happened and how we he celebrated. He was being tasked by the Roman, by the Roman. Yeah. And
2: Dude, we celebrated. I'm telling you, brother, the Vatican is the source of dark. Arts and part the Jesuits, the black nobility, Rome never fell. It just rebranded itself. Why have I'm armies not- everywhere <laughs> when you could just have churches and all these organized, crime, all the intelligence services are probably controlled by the Jesuits and all, at least in North America, in Western culture, all the all the crime organizations tend to have Catholic backgrounds. And, uh you know, so, I mean, they. It's it's mm. all the same people. Oh,
0: what a tangled web we weave, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, we got to do
2: another episode ASAP sometime. I'll hit you guys up to see your availability. Uh, You guys know about the Conspiracy Farm, one of the best in the business, dude. I always say you listen to Tinfoil Hat, you dip your toe, you ride your training wheels, and then when you want to go on some deeper Mm. dives, you go to podcasts like the Conspiracy Farms. They give you the good stuff, okay? And Matt, tell us again about this new podcast you're doing because I need to check this out. Uh, I love Jeffrey's podcast. I didn't know you had your own new cool podcast. Is it a new one or has it been around? Yeah, by-
3: I, I started a new podcast called Mastermind Discussions. Oh, I got to listen. The idea the mastermind is when you get individuals together that are like-minded, you can bounce ideas back and forth and you can reach a higher thought process. And that's the the whole idea behind this. And Jeffrey joined me for episode two. Of the second, the second one that's ever come out, and we dug into Eridu and some of the ancient cities that are mentioned uh, throughout Mesopotamia. And you um, know, I just want to say, Jeffrey and Sam, it's been a real honor to talk to you guys. I always appreciate it. And for anyone that's interested, at my YouTube p- uh, page is Matthew Lacroix, L A C R O I X, and my website is thestageoftime.com.
2: All right, brother, it's been great. Thank you guys so much, Johnny. I Thank love you. you. Sammy. Thank you. XG, you crushed it today. Oh, you, you crushed uh. it. On fire, Mexicans represent. <laughs> guys, we're gonna do it soon. The show is Muy on caliente, fire. Eh. Tell your fr- hey, dude. Here's what you do. You want to support? Go to Broken Simulation. Watch, like us on, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. They are jacking my subscribers. They are not letting me get past 80. That's how it is. Join us and help us listen to these guys' podcasts. And uh, come see all of us live, man. We're going to start doing some more live shows. I might have to get Matt out for a live show and have him yeah. blow some minds, give you one of those little TED Talk microphones, you. dude, just like you're working in <laughs> a, a fast food restaurant uh, f- <laughs> f- drive through and just blow minds, and we'll do that <laughs> yeah. soon. You guys are the best. The Swarm, you're the best. Please check out Matt and Jeff's podcast. And uh, I couldn't ask for better fans and better listeners in the world. We love you very much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, next episodes gonna be another killer just like this one. We'll talk to you guys soon take care.